Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and, frankly, appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. Making sure there you don't lose it in that half a pint you got there. Uh, it's a full pint. This is actually it's delicious. This is um it's called Dirty Blonde by Nine Lux Brewery. It's uh, a beer that our, our lovely co-host Amy Walsh bought me. Oh. From Montreal, fantastic. Uh, no, they're from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, actually. Oh. And I tell you what, it's really tasty. She sent me a few of them, various flavors. I had a uh, what was it? A grapefruit um, lager, something or other, just before this one, and it was outstanding. Really good. Well, so, speaking of grapefruit fan. lagers, James, do you suffer from extreme jock itch? Footy Prime, the podcast, is your cure for jock itch. Footy Prime's active ingredients of Dan Wong, Craig Forrest, James Sharman, Jimmy Brennan, and a healthy dose of Amy Walsh will clear up that crotch rot right away. Footy Prime, your cure for crotch rot. Side effects may include death and crotch rot. (laughs) Off the cuff, (laughs) JC. That was great. Thank you. You're like Eminem in Eight Mile, just freestyling. <clears throat> Only much cooler, of course. Less cool. No Amy on today's show. Was she busy or something? She's uh, yeah. She doesn't have enough to do. Get her more yeah. on the show more. Dan Wong's here though, and, and Craig Forrest and Jimmy Brennan just showed up as well. I'm James Sharman. JC's here. Um, did you watch the uh, the semifinals? Craig. Well, I have to lie about. Uh, well, I can't lie about it. I went out last night, a couple of yahoos, <laughs> and Amy Walsh. <laughs> and I, I got up and I, I had, uh, I just didn't, I couldn't 
Yeah. I had a pee and I, I just went back to bed. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it, huh? Couldn't do Good it. Good night out, though, by all accounts, from what I saw. Fantastic. Would have been nice to get the invite, but hey, that's okay. You didn't get the invite? No. He did, but he was working. Whatever. Yeah, Mr. Mr. I have I have a job. How come Charms isn't there? Someone asked. I have yeah. a job. Yeah. Jimmy's uh, bro though, brother showed up and he's way more fun and interesting than me. So it's pretty funny. He's pretty yeah. funny. Good times in boys. Yeah. That's Steve right. Chang made an appearance, I understand. Oh yeah. After the seventeenth beer, for sure. So this morning when I, I reached out to you saying, so are we doing the pod this morning or is it going to be this evening? Unanimous decision. <laughs> Please, yeah. dear God, tonight. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, um, you missed a great match with England. I'll tell you that much. Beating Australia, England meeting Spain now in the final. There will be a special edition of Broadcast on Friday. With a very special guest. This is a good get, by the way. Courtesy Amy Walsh, Dubs. So stay tuned for that. And they'll break down what we've seen and what we're about to see in the final as England take on Spain. Um, a final worthy of being a final. Isn't that true? Two nations also who, who really didn't give a shit about women's soccer until about a decade ago. No kidding. Yeah, They certainly do now. Well, Spain didn't qualify for the first World Cup until 2015. First knockout they won, it was against Switzerland in the last 16 of this tournament. And there's like three or four stars that, you know, with all this kerfuffle around the background, what's going on with Spain and the coach and whatnot and the association, there's players that didn't even come. 15? Yeah. 15 players. I mean, it's incredible. Jorge Vilda is the coach. And uh, apparently he's a dickhead, <laughs> according to 15 members of the Spanish side who wrote a letter to the Federation <laughs> demanding his yeah. ouster, saying, you know, their mental health was, was essentially at stake under his guidance. The Spanish Federation said, nope, sorry. So they didn't pick those 15 players. Uh, I think Putellas was actually one of them, but she was injured at the time, so she wasn't officially one of them. Um, but anyway, they, they stuck with him. And I don't know if you saw the, the highlights of the, the semi-final. Patelis, she gets subbed off, and she's very cold, kind of swats his hand away. There's obviously a lot of issues behind the scenes in Spain, but they found a way to get to the final. Unbelievable. Most of the time, you'd say, it's like, they've imploded on themselves because they are a talented team. Uh -huh. What a group. I mean, they're basically Barcelona, Real Madrid. I mean, the back goalkeeper, three of the back line are Barcelona, one Real Madrid. So they play with each other regularly. And this is, again, without a few of their stars. But Jimmy, how does a team that clearly hate their manager, hate their coach, they've got to still listen to them, I guess, to a certain degree. How, how does that happen? How does a team come together despite their supposed leader being such a polarizing figure? Yeah, so, sometimes it's just the players end up growing stronger uh, amongst each other. And they, you know, they, they create bonds simply because you know maybe they don't like the manager and they they hate him and it's kind of saying well forget about him we've got to do this and let's try to make something happen and let's see how far we can get and they've done that right you can see when when they score they're all together celebrating and the way that they're playing the chemistry is there um so regardless sometimes you hate the manager but 
you know, if he's getting it right tactically, which he is, it's, uh, you know, everybody benefits from it. But I'd hate to be those players that were trying to get him out, sitting at home watching this and thinking, oh, shit, <laughs> these, these, these girls are going to win a World Cup. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. And I'm never going to play for this national team again. <laughs> no kidding, eh? It's strange. The States uh, fired uh, Vlako Andonovsky just before we, we taped today, actually. Not surprising there, given that they crashed out in the first knockout round. So things are moving and shaking in the women's game. Was there ever a, a coach, Jimmy, that was universally hated within the squad that you played for? Um, there was always certain players that hated hated the, the coach. Didn't matter who it was. There was always some guys that didn't like them, or they rubbed each other. The, the one that was the ones that weren't playing. Yeah, it's normally the ones that weren't weren't playing. They're the ones that just bitched all the time. Hey, Jimmy, can you bring your mic a little bit closer to your to your mouth? What's that? Bring your mic a little bit closer. How's that? No. How's that now? No. It's definitely closer. That's okay. What about you, Craig? Working. Do you remember uh, playing for a manager that, that no one liked but had had results? Um, not or like again. They, they always, like Jimmy said. They, they always had a few that didn't like the manager for sure. Always, always. That's a difficult part of managing is you got to squad of 23 25 players yeah you know you're basically hiring and firing half of them every single weekend and then the ones you put out there you're basically you're living and dying by them it's yeah. a difficult job keeping a, a group of men that happy well that's what they always say the the starting 11 always take care of themselves it's the ones that aren't starting those are the ones you gotta look after and try to manage them and you're constantly talking to them to make sure that they're still buying into what you're doing. You don't want them to be cancers in the dressing room, just like we're talking about. You know, there's going to be some guys that don't like the mm -hmm. manager, so you're trying to keep them sweet so that, you know, the dressing room's healthy and there's no disturbances. It's tough. It is. It is really, really tough because at the end of the day, you're never going to make everybody happy. If you've got 25 players in your squad, you can only play 11. Is that why it's even harder now to manage? Because... At the top flight, certainly, there's so much rotation of players, such deep squads. Pep Guardiola is not picking the same 11 on a weekly basis, is he? He's always going to have difference in there. Well, I think with Man City, too, you, you've got so many competitions that you can pretty much promise the guys that you're going to give them uh, ample amounts of playing time and even more if you do really well. So you know, there's shortage of games for Man City. So that from that standpoint, but you're dealing with them day in, day out. I think it's pretty hard for an international manager to fuck things up with a squad like the Spanish one has done with this group of women. I mean, what a prick he must be. Like, I mean, I just don't get it. Like, you're with them a certain amount of time. One thing upsetting them because of the, you know, dropping them and whatnot, he doesn't like you. But, man, oh, man, when you got that a number of players, that spells disaster. But the association has stood right by him. And at the end of the day, he could end up being the World Cup winner easily. And yeah. then get fired? <laughs> Could happen, right? You win a World Cup and you get fired. Who knows? Well, we've seen managers win a Champions League and What's get it? fired. Win a treble. <laughs> win a treble and get fired. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. I said Bayern Munich, win Pep. 
So you, you mentioned going to the national. Girl, Para Lalo. Sorry, is that young girl uh, for Spain? Para How do you pronounce her name? Para Lalulu. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy just listening to you try yeah, to say. Get your own, Craig. Yeah, go again. <laughs> <laughs> no, as I said, she's awesome. Though. She's only 19. Sorry, who's that? Her name is Paralulu. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm not saying it well, but mm. well, you know, I'm sure they'll say it correctly on the broadcast because they're just smarter than us in every way. And you'll yep. hear that on Friday's uh, pod drop. Um, yep. So, so you mentioned international management, club management, very different, of course. Big, big story, courtesy our boy Joshua Cloak in The Athletic this week. John Herbman has spoken informally at one point anyway, um, although TSN, I think Matthew Schnetti is saying perhaps it's a bit more formal than we think, has spoken to Toronto FC about the head coaching position. Uh, they've also spoken to Bobby Smirniotis of Forge and Carl Robinson, who's currently a DC United as an assistant, formerly, of course, coached in MLS with Vancouver and, of course, played for, for many years as well. Um, okay. Where to start with this one? John Herbman, right now, finding a way to stumble through this this nonsense in Canadian soccer, coming off uh, a famous World Cup qualification. Um, he was linked with New Zealand, who he clearly spoke with. Um, and now, clearly, he's had conversations, at least, with Toronto FC. Jimmy, what is the story here? Is it that John Herbman might be contemplating a leaving Canada soccer? Or is a story that TFC might be hiring John Herbman as their new head coach? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a funny one. I mean, because John John's in a good position. He's still got a contract till what twenty twenty six. He's got Copa America coming up. He's got the World Cup coming up. You know, he's been working so so hard and so long with this national team program to finally get them to a World Cup at home. Um, and now, yeah, there's these stories about him going to Toronto FC. I don't know if he. Would he want to get out of that national team program right now and and go to club football? I always look at it and think you've you've got you've got security right now with the national team program. If you go to Toronto FC, things don't go well. A year and a half, you could be out of a job again. Then where do you go next? And then that's your your time with club football because people be looking at it, think, okay, you did well with the national team, but club football is not. Not for you, but it could go the other way as well. He's taking a, a, a wounded animal right now, a team that's not doing very well, and he could get them early and turn them into something special. So it's it's a tough one. It really is. I mean, I put myself in that situation and think, would I want to jump in there and do that, or do, I, do you stay with the national team? But um, he's got a tough decision to make. But I know I know they've had conversations. I know that they, they, they've talked to him. Um, there's a few candidates that they have, but I think they'll probably wait till the end of the season to, f- to figure out what they're going to do and and see as well how how Terry Dunfield does with with all the players coming back. And he's had a good few weeks to to work with the squad and to train and get p- players back healthy. So it'll be interesting to see how he does as well, you know, in this this last part of the season. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, an interesting one about John. Uh, I w- I would I would think about John in in a way that this is the first time I would think that there's be a chance of leaving the national program if there was a long term contract that would secure him somewhat. I think that would be an issue um, depending on that. But Jimmy's right; you can you know the average the, the managers last an average of less than two years. 
not so much in MLS, a little bit longer because there's no relegation, but um, it's a tough gig. But at the same time, the national team has a squad of players still, no matter what the shit's going on behind the scenes, that can still be do something pretty special in, in 2026. And you know, like you say, you got a, he's got a contract through that, and it's probably a very good contract. I'm sure it is. Um, but if he's not going to get supported when you have international breaks leading into tournaments like Copa America or even this next one coming up, they don't have the money. If you're not really got a fighting chance, you might get to a point like, what the fuck? Because it, it, it is, he's just been taken. He's getting speed bagged. <laughs> yeah. You know? Never mind tea bagged. Yeah. Tea bagged with a speed bag. He doesn't know <laughs> what's going on. Like it's basically the group against, you know, the world basically. And, but it you have to be supported somewhat properly. And then our national teams have, or, or aren't really. So there, there would be the danger of that, but a lot to think about for John Herdman. He's got choices. Well, I mean, as we discussed last podcast, um, the, his, his well-known alter ego, Ron Birdman must be just, you know, sinking a lot of whiskey right now in that basement thinking <laughs> is now the right time is now the right time um I'm, I'm a football manager but my association can't even afford me the matches to coach said team right you've got japan which mentioned you know is a really good fixture but there's a window where you're not playing games um i, I don't see that improving anytime soon the level of frustration for ron birdman must be at the point where he's talking to John in the mirror mm. and saying, listen, if TFC is coming, as much as they're a shit show right now, and they're a massive shit show, they have got money. I can turn this around, right? I can do this. I, I can make this work. He, he's great at bringing players together. He's shown that with the women's team and the men's team. Now, can he bring that room together? That might be his greatest mm. triumph, if that's the case. Um, but you can see why it'd be really appealing, can't he? He wants to get into club football, I, I would imagine. We think we have we can all agree on that at some point. Um, but jumping from international, which is all he's known as a head coach, to club football is, is a world of difference there. But I don't know. I mean, that's TFC, for all the mistakes they've made, that's still a pretty good job. One of the best jobs in North America, I think, given the, the monies they've spent, isn't it? Yes, and the fact that with relegation, it's not like they're going to pull the trigger on him when he's sitting there in bottom three or bottom four, right? You, you give him a chance to work with it. Like you say, they're a club that spend a lot of money. They're going to support them in every single way. They're going to improve their medical staff. So, yeah, there is some attraction there to the job. No question about it. But and there's no personality that suits it. So if you leave... Canada soccer. There's no way you can go back and coach. Is there any even coaches that jump back and forth? Or is I, I just kind of see that as hey, if you go club, you're not going back to the nationals national squad. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Canada, sure. But there's lots well, of coaches out there. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And any conversations with New Zealand, right? Right. It's not as if, you know, we should be that surprised that he's looking for an out, an exit plan. Even though 2026 is really tempting, I get that. It's a great opportunity, but it might just be two games. You hope it's more than that, right? But, I mean, <laughs> you can say, oh, 2026, man, it's going to be magnificent. Well, they could be joining a tough group, potentially, and crash out. And two games uh, goes pretty quickly. No, they're going to play four groups of four. They're three games. games. Oh, that's right. They're doing four, aren't they? They, they changed it, didn't they? Sorry, three games. I stand corrected. Still, 
You know, you're putting a lot on, you know, to say, well, yeah, we're at home, we're playing a World Cup at home. Yeah, it, it's a good Canada team. We've, it's shown that it can be a good Canada mm -hmm. team, although it's been a while since I saw them play that well. Um, let's be honest, they're not going to win a World Cup, though, are they? Well, I don't know. No, who yeah, knows? Who knows, you, Yes, James? you do. You just don't know. You do know. 100%. I'll say well, it right now. You, Canada is not go going to win the World Cup that. in two and a half years' time. Oh, you disagree? Well, aren't you a gambler? Yeah. <laughs> never say never. I, hey, listen, I'm not no. saying they can't go on a deep run. Just never we've, seen, yeah, host exactly. nation, we've seen Australia do it in the Women's World Cup. Host nation, deep run, but host nation, you're not mm -hmm. playing all your games at home, are you? If you're Canada. I'm not sure what the situation there is right now. I'm just saying that the allure of 2026, yeah, on paper it's like great, but it might not be quite as great as we might think for a coach. It can all come crashing down real, real quickly. And opportunities to coach big teams in North America or wherever don't come around very often. Jimmy or Craig, what's a day-to-day -day for a national team coach no. when they're waiting for this match like against Japan or Bev Priestman waiting for that September match in Toronto? Like, what do they do every day? I'm. Is it well, an easy job? Or are these guys... I don't know. I'm like, I know professional club teams, all sports. These guys are 365, 24 hours a day. That's why they're paid. Yeah. But on a national team, what's the, what's your day to day? Well, I start off I with think a Starbucks. on a different level. What's that? Start off with a Starbucks. <laughs> Little walk. That's your day. Are you coaching the national team right now? Oh, you're talking to the national team. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just you watch a lot of football, don't you? You watch a lot of football. Oh, he'll be dissecting every as well. player of the Japanese team. He'll be having this squad in. They'll be finding out how many minutes the players are playing, the stresses that they've had already, the loads that they've been having. They'll be working on set pieces. They'll have plans for that. That we have a plan A, plan B, plan C for winning, losing, drawing. It's a full time job. John's on a different level. I've never seen anybody for a national team like at a coach level that puts so much time into it. He doesn't have days off. Like he's he's on it all the time. And I think there's a lot of pressure on his coaching staff. And he, when he brings other people in, I think it's it's somewhat it's like bringing somebody else in that can take the pressures that they put he puts them under. Honestly, yeah. So no, he's right. doing 40 hours a week. Oh yeah, for sure. He'll be talking, he'll be talking to the players as well, making phone calls, seeing how they're doing, how it's everything. Any injuries, niggles, performances, how are you playing? How are you feeling? Like there's this constant dialogue. Even when, when I was in the national team, the, the 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 managers would call you up once in a while and just have a chat, see where you're at, see how things are. So the constant Did you ever avoid the phone call, Jimmy? No, never. You always picked it up, no matter who it was. You picked it up. Yeah, of course. Pick it up, have a chat, shoot the shit. Who was the best guy to chat with? Which coach? Frank. Uh, yeah, Frank was great. Hardy was good as well. I liked Holger because he made me laugh. Well, the Germans are known for their sense of humor. No, it, it was very, very dry charms, very dry, <laughs> dry humor that I like. Jimmy, the move. Jimmy, how are you? The move. I just started giggling. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like they just like ask you how you're doing, 
how's the family, you know, your how, how's, the, how's your coach at the your club, wherever you're at, yeah, that, just, that kind of stuff, small talk. Mm, yeah, just a little chat to see how everything is. They, they let you know what's going on and, you know, they'll say, oh, we got some games coming up or we've got uh, some friendlies that are happening, training camps, you know, just to keep you up to date of what's, what's going on. And it's nice. It's nice when you get the call from the manager as well. Just to, and then, then we make a call to uh, other players that were potential targets for Canada if you can get a hold of them and tell them all the good things about Canada and all the games they have not coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you doing so that great. in September? Nothing. What are you doing yeah. in 2026? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything going Who's on? Who's your favorite manager, Craig, to get a call from when you're playing for Canada? Oh, I didn't talk to any of them. Ah, so you did avoid the phone calls. <laughs> I guess, in fairness, they weren't no. cell phones either. They, honestly, you didn't get. I didn't talk to my managers that often. Pardon me. So just, just Jimmy. So could it be said that Jimmy was the teacher's pet? No, far they didn't that. have call display. <laughs> far from that. <laughs> did you, Jimmy? When you play, when you coach, sorry, when you coached at York, did you? Uh, obviously, you saw your players on a regular basis, but off season, did you? Did you keep in touch? Did you call oh them? yeah, yeah, of course. Or after matches, send them a little text that you did well, or if they're injured, I'd always be talking to them, texting them, or they'd be calling me or texting me. You, it's important they have that relationship. Right, they, your door's always got to be open, you know. When they perform and they're playing well, you've you've got to acknowledge that, and and it's nice just to send them a little text and say, "Hey, brilliant job today! You played great." And sometimes it would have been little text saying, "You were a bag of shit today. What happened to you?" <laughs> what if? What if? I'm just picturing this. Imagine like like Richie Larray gets a phone call at like one in the morning, and it's 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 Ron. It's not John. Ron's got into the booze and uh, he starts spouting off. We've all got that friend, right? Yeah. We've all got that friend. Oh, Christ. He's had one too many. It's Ron. A little drunk <laughs> dial. <laughs> all right, so, so John, I think we, yeah, we've gone through. John doesn't drink. John. I, don't, I don't even think Ron would drink because John doesn't. No, Ron must do. You can't be Canadian coach in the current climate without being a massive degenerate alcoholic. On your off days, surely. <laughs> Come on, how could you? Oh, I don't know, but uh, he's he's a teetotaler. Yes, that's, but that's the whole point of an alter, alter ego. ego. Look yeah. at Steve Chang and Dan Wong. Yeah, right? Dan. Yeah. So hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, reserved and quiet, conservative. <laughs> and Dad Wong and Steve Chang are the same guy. Like, it's not much different. It's not like yeah. a 180. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Dr. Jekyll or whatever. <laughs> Mr. Hyde and Mr. Hyde. Very similar people. <laughs> Very. Yeah. What would your alter ego be, Charms? Mine? Yeah. Well, you tell me. Oh, I don't know. You, you call me a cantankerous fuck often, so maybe yeah, maybe the, the, my alter ego is like a lovely, easygoing, jovial type. Yeah. Are yeah, you Are you happy when you're yourself. baking? I could see you enjoying being in the kitchen when you're doing I some love of the cooking. pie recipes. Not yeah. baking so much. I love barbecuing. That's my happy place. Uh, oh, yeah. Give me a barbecue and give me a beer and give me some good tunes and you'll see me with a big smile on my face. That's for sure. Is it like a steak thing or just even burgers? Anything? I, I see oh anything, anything. But I like, I, I'm a bit of a barbecue aficionado. I like this slow and slow. Give me a brisket, put it on at mm. six in the morning, smoke it, check it every now and again. James. Give it a little baste, wrap it at 165 before the stall. Three songs that are on that playlist while you're barbecuing. Wow, that's you a good one. fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Is that a song? <laughs> I missed that. What do you say? Who ate all the pies? Oh. Who ate all the pies? <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, it's, no one can pick their top three songs, can they? Can anyone? I can't do three songs. There's so many great ones. But barbecue, I mean, listen, the hips for barbecuing is pretty damn good because it's summer days. You play the hip. Yeah. I like it. Some Bob Marley would be good. Marley's always great. Always got yeah. some reggae beats out there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like a little Jamaicway once in a while. Ooh. 100%. Do Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite dance while you're barbecuing? What happened? It's a band. Oh, we lost Craig. Craig's just blacked out. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, all right. So we, we've spoken about why, why John Herman might find TFC appealing or not. Why would TFC find John Herman appealing, Jimmy? Well, I think because he's, you know, he's his track record. He's done well with the national team program. He's developed players. Well, not not so much developed them, but he's gave them opportunities, um, and younger players as well, and gave them opportunities. And maybe it's something that TFC's looking and thinking. Well, if he can get the success at club level that he's had at national team level, then everyone's a winner. And I think they're looking for that manager that's that's won something, and he's. Uh, he's got that competitive edge, but it, that also um, is willing to adapt to modern football. And I think John does that, doesn't he? Craig, if you're TFC, if you're Bill Manning right now, um, why why are you looking at, at John Herbman? Well, I think he's uh, right out of the gates. I think the, he'd be a real fan favorite. He's already got the fans there. They're his to lose. So I think it would be a really positive move. I think, no question, if they got him to shift over from the national program, that would be a real real coup. Yeah, it'd be a very popular hire. There's no doubt about that. I'd also love to see Bobby Smunoz just get a real go at this as well, you know, taken seriously. I mean, how, mm -hmm. how great would that be for CPL? Be enormous, right? Making that jump. We talk about players making the jump from yeah. – from, 
the CPL to MLS or to Europe successfully um, to see a manager do it as well. I think that'd be a big stepping stone, right? That would show a lot of credibility for, for CPL coaches as well. Yeah. And he would have never got the job if it wasn't for the CPL. So developing coaches as well as players and officials and management, the whole deal. Well, we'll see. I mean, Gareth Wheeler also reported that uh, Mark Warburton, former QPR Brentford, was also interviewed for this job at some point. And it went to the board level and the board decided to go in a different direction, wherever that direction is. Overseas hires are always a bit risky in MLS because it's all the intricacies of, of North American football so different, right? But he's he's a pedigree mm-hmm. coach. I think he's an yeah. assistant at West Ham last year, actually, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's just uh, the sprinklers and names out there. <laughs> JC, are you laughing because no one's helping me here whatsoever tonight? Yeah, I thought so. I'd, like I'd be happy to jump in there. It's like I'm, I'm watching you, and I, I think it's because everyone's really hungover or possibly was very high last night. So, so. The other thing is, I've had to watch Jimmy. I don't know if you Jimmy's yawned about thirty six times since we've been on, and every time he yawns, he's making me yawn, and then I have to turn my microphone off. And I'm like, there's a massive lack of energy. Him. That's for sure. Well, should we Christ. do like? Should we do some like stretches? We what should, but I, I do have to say, up. I do have to say, it was really funny because Amy was with us before she had to go in at TSN at what, like three in the morning, Craig. I think she said, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it was 3 a.m. She was enjoying her pints and she had like three. And then she's like, I got to go. You guys are going to pull me in and I I will not be professional tonight. So (laughs) she, she, she jetted because we were having a little too much fun. And, and she ate, was great. She was yeah, she was great. And, and she ate. We we ate chicken wings nonstop in front of her while she ate the basket of carrots and celery sticks. Yeah, <laughs> were they from the basket of wings? Yeah, but they brought them separately, so they oh, weren't. Okay. T- t- yeah, they gotcha. they weren't touching. It was disgusting how many wings we ate. Yeah, how late were you at last night? Mm. At one. Yeah, I walked home around one. Yeah, around one. Yeah. Well, it's lucky that we ended up canceling the, the podcast this morning because Jimmy was apparently in an Uber when we would have been recording, <laughs> which would have been good to know how we have decided to tape it at the usual time. But we got we got through it. Um, all right. Uh, Stamer TFC, Javinko is training this week. What Again, is that? Not for the first what? time. Honestly. by himself, getting in shape. Is there anything to this one? Is this, I mean, I, I put it out on Twitter. I mean, if they end up signing Javinko, club legend, it would be just just a massive attempt to to. Jimmy, please stop yawning. You're making me tired now. Christ Almighty! It'd be I'm a trying massive, to look away uh, when I yawn. <laughs> you are. I'm just trying to look away so you wouldn't catch me. Yeah, but we see your profile. You, you should go train in with the TFC. Make a little comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but wouldn't that just be an attempt to just kind of garner public support at this point? He's 36. He's barely played in a year, two years. And he's a club legend. Can we just leave it at that? Uh, I mean, they this, need this somebody signed. It's all, need... all speculation, but he is training with the club. Yeah, but they need somebody to score goals. That guy's proven he can do it. Now. So what? You can score. Do you think it's more of a trial than it is a training session, Jimmy? Uh, I think it's just for both parties to see how he feels, where he's at. And then obviously with TFC having a look at him just to see if they're 
they're comfortable making that decision whether they, they want to bring them on or not. But I don't see. So why it's not that. just training. But they've seen them though. They've seen them train there before. He trying to get a comeback, and they they said no. It's not the first time it's happened. Mm. I know, listen, Seba, you know, the, the greatest the club's ever seen after Jimmy Brennan, right? Wonderful player, wonderful time to be a TFC fan. Um, mm. But he's also got a pretty big ego. Imagine dropping that in that room right now. It might be great, actually. I really enjoy watching that from the outside. Well... They're the worst team in the league right now, as far as the record goes. I mean, well, I guess Miami is still, but fucking hell, are they ever? <laughs> Jeez, by the way, what's going on there? Inter Miami, <laughs> Messi's got nine goals in six games. So, <laughs> scoring on the deck, shooting for thirty yards, they're all going in. By the way, what was the goalkeeper doing in that one? That long one. Yeah, he should have been a little bit further out. He was. It was like, what the fuck? It's not a penalty. Get off your line. Still, Miami playing for their first trophy <laughs> already against Nashville, right? This weekend, their favorites, of course, to win that. Um, they are now, I believe, second favorites to win MLS Cup. Freaking hell. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, was it a surprise that none of the uh, League MX teams made it or did better? They didn't fare as well as M- as the MLS teams? I don't think they care as much. No one cares? I don't think they care as much, no. Well, but what only because MLS, you guys are always, you know, saying where MLS is in the, in the country, our league rankings, um, mm-hmm. and Mexico was always higher. And then... They had these matches, and the Mexican teams didn't fare well. That's all. Just seemed odd to me. I thought they'd do better. Yeah, it's an odd tournament, isn't it? Let's be honest here. Yeah, I think the the Champions Cup, yeah, which is replacing the Champions League, is still the bigger trophy for the Mexican teams right now. But it might change. Who knows? Inter Miami Messi thinks he's playing in MLS. I know. Mm, that's right. <laughs> he probably does. Somebody's got to break it to him. You haven't scored an MLS yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's playing pretty well. Um, His mate, PSG Neymar, as mentioned on on the last podcast, on his way to Al-Hilal, he says he's been talking about how Ronaldo blazed the trail to Saudi Arabia for world football. (laughs) Thanks, Ronaldo. What a good guy. So the numbers, you want to hear his numbers, Neymar? So he's making about 130 million per year to play there. But beyond that, he's getting $70,000 uh, as win bonuses per game. Mm. Um, for every Instagram post that promotes Saudi Arabia, $430,000. Now, I'm assuming there's a cap on that at some point. <laughs> yeah. 430 grand for posting. Did you also hear what he uh, allegedly asked for in his contract? And this is on BBC. He requested a 25-room mansion, a swimming pool and sauna, eight workers to keep his house tidy, nine cars, all expenses paid for travel, restaurants, and hotels when he signed for the club. Did he get it? I don't know. Probably. Why not? They're giving him 430 grand for a tweet? Yeah. 
<laughs> he's getting a private plane as well. Like, Fuck well, you, I mean, pay for got, yourself, you cheap he's bastard. He's got 212 million followers on Instagram. That's bullshit, right? What's the population of the Earth right now? Seven billion? Eight billion? Eight billion, yeah. Eight billion? Eight billion? Yeah. You're telling me yeah. that 212 million follow Neymar on Instagram? Yes. No chance. They're all bots. <laughs> no, they're all Brazilian. <laughs> it's crazy, though, isn't it? Which is, is you played just a little bit too too early, didn't you? Oh, you just missed out. We we wouldn't even have them. We would we would have to like. How would we even be together? They wouldn't give us the time of day. No, Jimmy well, and Craig. We, we might be the staff in the house. That That's given. right. That's right. They wouldn't yeah. have met us. Or maybe they would. Maybe Craig would, like, I'm, I could see Craig be like, hey, come over. Which yacht do you want to take out today? <laughs> you just say, hey, all right, let's let's go take, you know, go to our field of mushrooms. And like, <laughs> just like, maybe just like that cool, but like so rich, which would be amazing. Footy Prime would be like filmed from like the top of the CN Tower or something. That'd be amazing. You know. Yeah, Craig. Why were you born so early? Jesus, it could have been yeah, so much better for us all. Mm-hmm. I'd go over there and promote bone saws. <laughs> <laughs> let's, I mean, let me, I mean we, we, we all joke around about Saudi Arabia, but as footballers, like, let's, let's rewind late in your careers. Would you have considered a move to the Middle East for the right money as, as a footballer, as a player? Rather than MLS Jimmy, when you were, what, what were you, 30? When you yeah. came to, yeah, 30. Yeah. Say, uh, the Saudi Premier League was sniffing around. Would you have considered it? Yes. Fucking, he'd have been on a camel heading over there. <laughs> I've been right in there. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Well, you well I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously some big issues here and around Saudi Arabia that we're quite aware of, but we also live in a country that sells arms to Saudi Arabia. Our Southern Literally friend. arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what they sell to us. <laughs> yeah. Billions of dollars in, in arms, you know. It's it's the shits. <laughs> so three hundred million, yeah, I'm I'm there. <laughs> I'll be your houseboy. I'll yeah, come over, I'll clean your cleats. I might go over and try and make a comeback, but I hope they don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I know it's not helping us, is it? Fuck. Don't not tell, don't us. give my address out. All right. Um, before you guys fall asleep, we should probably get the footy picks, shall we? We'll do it yeah. earlier this week because uh, the broadcasts are taking over on Friday. Um, we we are over three parlays. So roll it. Are you ready? So. DJ Mellow D. Okay. Uh, <laughs> about this week, uh, you can pick any league you want, whatever you want to do, any game, any league, any tournament, any championship. Shall we start with um, Craig? What do you want? I'm taking England over Spain in the World Cup final. Nice. Okay, let me bear with me while I just find this for you. Because the manager is a legend, Serena Wegman. You know she's in her fourth successive major final. She won the Euro last year with England, obviously. 
World Cup final this time. Before the joining England, she was with the Dutch team, Euro final, uh, Euro winners, and then finalists at the World Cup before that. Wow. I think she's pretty good. I think she's pretty good. And they got their issue. I mean, remember they had some injuries as well? Captain. We also yeah. have to mention, uh, Sharms, you put out a uh, tweet going back to our Canada Soccer Toronto FC. You put out a, a survey. They got over 800 clicks on it, and it was Canada Soccer. This is what is the bigger biggest dumpster fire, right? And it was Canada Soccer versus Toronto FC. Canada Soccer won with 50.1% compared to 49.9%. And there were 800 clicks on that 800 votes on that one really yeah wow. it was that close it was that close so i mean canada you know what canada soccer they they are a bigger shit show toronto fc is having a bad year lots of injuries yeah. coaching in disarray but that happens in professional sports canada they got Soccer's the money gonna, to turn it around they yeah, got more money than canada soccer by millions well what's their what's their revenue 62 uh, million a year or something jeez Wow. Okay, well, Craig England over Spain is paying one uh, plus one eighty one and TonyBet.ca plus one eighty one. Okay, so we take England. Craig's picking England in that one. Okay, uh, Jimmy, wh- where are you going with this? I'm going uh, Nottingham Forest over Sheffield United. Forest over the Blades, eh? Okay. Yeah, Forest. That I like that. I like that. Where's this? Let me find out what this is paying here. Don't okay, do so Forrest is playing uh, minus one twelve. So they are the favourites in this one, but that's a good pick, I think. Wonger, was it Brentford winning at Man City or something? You're going to throw in there? Just <laughs> no, they're playing Fulham. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I am going to choose Chelsea over Luton. How about that? We're just going to go huge. <laughs> no, that's okay. I like that. Chelsea yeah. over Luton. Well, you're not going to because no, that's next week. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, well, yeah, Luton's not playing this weekend. They're, they're uh, yeah, that's next week. So I'm looking but, at the uh, wrong list. Nine other games to choose from. Oh, good for them. Then they don't have to lose. Okay, well then I'll, I'll do this for for charms. Liverpool over AFC Bournemouth. Oh, wow. Really sticking mm. your neck out on that one. Well, you? you never know. Minus four sixteen. Hey, yeah, you listen, it's parlay world. That's all right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, JC. Well, uh, I'm going to have to go. You said any league, so I'm going to go with the Estonian Premier League. Uh, and I, it's a bitter rivalry. I've got uh, Parnu JK Vapras uh, over Nome Kalju FC. And I'm going to, I, I got to have to go with Nome Kalju FC because no love lost there. Uh, that place uh, pays plus 115. Uh, I think that, you know, with all the, if all the ducks in a row, uh, as well as, you know, then, then we could absolutely see. You know, it's it's expected result, but I feel like this is this has been a long time coming. Uh, again, no love lost there, and I feel like this this will be a big, uh, big uh, result for uh, Nome Kalju FC against uh, Parnu JK of our press. You know, I am pretty sure that might be the first time Tony Bet has ever had a bet placed from the Estonian league. I'm probably completely wrong there. There's a lot of hardcore gamblers who love that league, I'm sure. But JC, thank you. I love that one. All right, I will go to the Bundesliga. Mm. Um, kicks off this weekend by Munich are away to Werder Bremen uh, big favorites but it's a parlay so I'm taking Harry Kane and Bayern Munich to win so alright where are we at here then so our, our what $5 we have here, we have, what does our $5 get 
Do we okay, so let's go over the results again. We've got England beating Spain in the Women's World Cup final. We've got Forrest over the Blades. We've got Liverpool over Bournemouth. We have Nomi Kalju FC over <laughs> Panu JK Vapras from the Estonian League. And we've got Bayern Munich. All right. And $5 will pay $90. Hey. All right. I like that. All right. Craig, your casket will be, will get your feet done. That might like get you that, some uh, some yeah. chrome handles. Exactly. But it's still, a, it's still a cardboard casket, though, unfortunately. It is. It is. Wow. Well, that's just been some podcast, boys. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really don't want to end it. You know? It's, it's the, the most hungover just... podcast ever. Yeah. Well, my internet's slow, and it's bugging me because I keep talking over you guys. So it's... This is nothing compared to it used to be, Craig. Is it right? It's not bad at all. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. But it looks like you're about to... I don't know what you're doing in your in the dark <laughs> there. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing shadowy one of those planet, interviews. Shadowy planet. Yeah. He's having a word with himself. Yeah. yeah, doing one of those interviews in incognito. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, listen, guys, get some some sleep because I got to tell you, right? The broadcast is doing really well right now. People tend to love it. Fresh voices, fresh stories. They're full of energy. They they like each other's company. And they're coming for us. So, for Christ's sakes, make an effort. Will you? Oh, oh and there we go. I know. That makes it just ends it beautifully, doesn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> almighty. I, mean, I don't even want to go to Wonga's mail sack now. You don't have to. No. Yeah. Well, come can. on. Let's go for it. Let's All right. Let's see if we can turn it around. Let's, let's, let's prolong the agony a little bit longer, shall let's we? Let's see if we can wow, turn it around. Fuck. This is from. Uh, there was a big cheese thing. And I don't know how it started, Sharmas, but it was pro- so our friends at Direct Kicks TV said, at James Sharman, may I suggest a perfectly aged bottle of Cheese Whiz? You and Craig Forrest should know based on culinary expertise combined with your international travels that it all comes down to the quality of the whiz. So was what was what 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 triggered this? mailbag did were you talking about cheese and something yeah i forget how it started but i mentioned that i had a great camembert sandwich at the airport in lisbon ah. and it kind of went from there okay that makes um, sense but yeah cheese whiz is delicious although it is i think actually plastic <laughs> it's right? one thing is actually cheese it's kind of like that queso that queso stuff you dip the uh oh, nachos yeah. in yeah that fucking stuff is dynamite it is <laughs> delicious and i don't think it's real either right not at all. Like, what is that? It's oil. Oh, but it's good. <laughs> that fucking stuff is dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we had Michael on Twitter, and he said, "At Footy Prime, at at James Sharman, Chris Wood playing at Forest is known as nominative, nominative determinism. Nominative. My favorite example of this from the footballing world, uh, although not strictly nominative." nominative determinism but close enough is david beckham being born at whips cross hospital in walthamstow so i thought that was kind of cool we nominative I, I think determinism because we're talking about chris wood and playing in nottingham forest we found it yeah. very funny during the good pod last time we found that really amusing okay what else you got there Wanga? um then there was just one more cheese hmm. suggestion and it was from natalie hotton um Oh, no, this is from Richard Moosen. Natalie sent something too, but Richard's was a James Sharman. Charce, it's C-H-A-O-U-R-C-E, from a cheesemonger in France who will go down to look at it in his basement. 
and then won't sell it to you unless it's ready. Ooh. So if you really like cheese, there's a cheese in France that you can ask the guy for, but he has to go check it in his basement. Can you phone ahead? Well, I, I wonder if he has queso. Oh, everybody's got queso. <laughs> Is it ready? We'll just <laughs> unscrew the cap and find out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Natalie uh, Houghton didn't have one on there? Oh, she did. She did. Wait, let me just find out. Here it is. Uh, she was answering our friend Carrie. I was thinking that if there was a fandom for Brie Camembert and a good blue, a James Sharman and Craig Forrest should try uh, Should try St. Agur. So creamy and a bit of a bite with rich blue. Yum. Y'all can mm. keep the head cheese, though. Mm. <laughs> a creamy blue cheese is better than a creamy head cheese, is what she's saying. I like a creamy blue cheese. Something stank. Mm. I didn't know I did until recently, but it's fantastic. Well, thank you to our uh, cheese <laughs> connoisseurs. There's a name for that, right? What is it when you're like a cheese expert? Cheese connoisseur. Oh, cheese connoisseur? Is that what it is? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we appreciate it. I'm going to try all those cheeses. Um, all right, everyone. Um, I haven't apologized for a podcast in a while, but I will tonight. That was shit. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> hey, fubotv.com slash footy prime for isn't all of shit. your isn't shit is uh, for Premier League, uh, Serie A, and La Liga across the board. Um, and of course, Tony Bet, our, our friendly, entertaining, exciting betting partner. You got it. You got it at a boy. You got it out in the end. <laughs> it was a while. It was a while. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, enjoy the podcast. They'll do it right. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Fucking hell. Thanks you for joining, Jimmy. <laughs> Why do you bother? <laughs> hey, you have, to, you have to create content somehow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.